0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Where do you turn when things get really, really bad? Moses knew to whom to cry out, and God was ready to save him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 5 on Simply the Bible.
0: What started out so well ended in disaster, or so it seemed. Moses obeyed God and went before Pharaoh asking to let the Hebrews go on a three day journey into the wilderness. Not only did Pharaoh flatly refuse the request, but he increased the workload on the Hebrews by making them gather their own straw for bricks and not reducing their quota. The Hebrew officials rebuked Moses and Aaron for making them a stench to Pharaoh. We pick it up in Exodus 5.22. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Why is it you have sent me? The people complained to Moses, and Moses complained to God. You know that really is the right thing to do? When we are between a rock and a hard place, when we don't know which way to turn, it's best for us to go to God and honestly pour out our hearts to Him. He can handle it. He's got big shoulders. Moreover, He will give us wisdom and grace in our time of need. Moses obeyed the Lord, and now Pharaoh didn't like him, and the people didn't like him. The Lord had told Moses that Pharaoh would harden his heart, but perhaps Moses didn't realize that the people would turn against him in the process. Now that they were suffering under a heavy load and then getting beaten by their taskmasters when they couldn't keep up with their quota, they blamed Moses, and he felt responsible. He was ready to resign and take the next camel back to Midian. He continued his prayer. For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, neither have you delivered your people at all. Moses needed to learn some patience. I can relate to this. I so easily become impatient when I feel I'm in a stressful situation where I see no way out. It's so easy to get your eyes on the circumstances or on your own feelings and lose sight of God. Corey ten Boom, that amazing Christian woman whose family hid Jews from the Nazis when they invaded Holland, and then she was ultimately put in a concentration camp. She once said, If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. Chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. I love how whenever Moses gets his eyes on the circumstances, the Lord redirects his focus back to himself. It was all about what the Lord would do to Pharaoh. Moses wasn't responsible, even if the Hebrew officials wanted to pin the blame on him. This was God's gig. Moses was just the instrument. The Lord had told Moses that he would harden Pharaoh's heart and that he would not let them go at first. It would only be through the strong hand of the Lord that Pharaoh would be persuaded and ultimately drive the Hebrews out of the land himself. Pharaoh... Moses and the children of Israel all had much to learn. Verse 2, And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. This is a difficult passage to understand because it sounds like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob never knew the name of Yahweh or Jehovah. But We read in Genesis 13.4 that Abraham called on the name of Yahweh. How do we reconcile this? I like what Pastor Chuck Smith has said on this passage. He says, Now they did call him Jehovah, but they really didn't understand the full significance of that name. They had come to know him as the Almighty God, but they really didn't know him as the personal God who would become to them all that they needed. They really didn't know the full significance of the Becoming One, the I Am, Yahweh, or Jehovah, the God who becomes whatever it is that you might need. At this point, where Moses was feeling discouraged, God directed him to the power of His name. The Lord would be to Moses all that he needed. We need to remember this when we feel discouraged. Our Lord, our I Am is greater than any challenge we face, and he will become to us all that we need if we will trust in him. Verse 4, I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, in which they were strangers. The Lord also directed Moses to the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was impossible for Moses to fail because God could not fail to keep his promise. Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. I have found that when I am discouraged or depressed, that meditating on the good word of God's promises will lift my spirit and encourage me. So the next time you're bummed out, try it. Verse 5, And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. As a compassionate father, God had heard the cries of his children who were being oppressed. He remembered his covenant with the patriarchs. Not that he had forgotten it, but he was now calling it to mind because he was ready to act. Next, The Lord makes a sevenfold promise to redeem His people. To redeem means to buy back, usually from the slave market. And that is exactly what God was doing with the children of Israel. Seven times the Lord says, I will, showing that their redemption was completely dependent upon Him. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. First, the Lord would remove the heavy loads placed on them by their taskmasters and give them rest. I will rescue you from their bondage. Second, he would deliver them from the Egyptian slavery. They would be free indeed. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Third, he would deliver them from the slave market with great and mighty acts. I will take you as my people. Fourth, he would take them as his covenant people. This really describes a marriage. Yahweh would be the groom and Israel would be his bride. And I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Fifth, I am would be their God. Unlike the gods of Egypt who could not hear, talk, speak, or move, Yahweh would be their living, omnipotent God. He is the only true God. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Sixth, he would fulfill his promise in bringing them into the promised land flowing with milk and honey. And I will give it to you as a heritage. I am the Lord. Seventh, the land of Canaan would become their eternal possession. Now we will see that the children of Israel will fail on many points. Nevertheless, God would ultimately bring them into the land of their inheritance because he who began the good work in them would bring it to completion. Verse 9. So Moses spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Moses gave them all these amazing promises from God, but they were in such bitter anguish of spirit that they couldn't take them to heart. Have you ever been in such anguish of spirit that not even the best promises of God can penetrate your soul? Or maybe you are in such cruel bondage to sin that the scriptures, rather than bringing comfort and encouragement, only seem to bring condemnation. You cannot heed the word because you are in such bitter agony of spirit. It is tragic that many people today are giving up all hope. Some are thinking about taking their own life. Others have. They have come under such deep depression and relentless oppression from the evil one that they cannot cope or find relief. Not even the light of the gospel can penetrate the dark cave of their soul. That is where the children of Israel were at. But it didn't stop God from redeeming them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Their salvation was not dependent upon how they felt, But upon God's resolve. You may be in such heaviness of spirit that the only prayer you can eke out is, Help me, Jesus. But thank God, the Bible says that whoever calls upon his name shall be saved. Verse 10 And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, The children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. The people's discouragement had infected Moses' own heart. So God reminds him of what he has called him to do. Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. When we are depressed, often the best thing we can do is to throw ourselves into some task that we know is good and right and gets us out of ourselves. In all labor, there is profit, not only monetarily, but also mentally. But all that Moses can see at this point is that no one's paying any attention to him. So naturally, he goes back to his old feelings of inadequacy about his speech. It never fails that when you're already discouraged, the devil will hit you with your own faults and failures. And so he adds insult to injury. The Lord's solution was to reiterate the command he had already given to Moses and Aaron for both Israel and Pharaoh to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. So it is that the best remedy for a bitter or discouraged soul is to hold fast to the unfailing promises of God. I've heard it said that if you meditate on your feelings, you will never change the truth. But if you meditate on the truth, it will change how you feel. If you're not doing it already, I would encourage you to read your Bible every day and ask God to give you faith comfort and encouragement through his living
1: Word. It will lift you up. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. What kind of family do you come from? We may be tempted to think that our family background disqualifies us from being used by God. But grace can reach anyone, anywhere, making him or her an instrument in God's hand. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.